Welcome to the final of the podcast. I'm your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host. What's going on, guys? It's Ryan. Hi, it's Javier. And this is Andrew. Welcome, welcome back, guys. It's been a while. Uh, we're back. This is your first podcast of our small hiatus, but we're back. We're ready to put up good content, but let's get right into it. The Champions League final. Let's kick it off. So, Champions League final. Pep finally wins it. Uh, with Manchester City, I believe it was what, like seven or eight years into it. Uh, yeah. it, it caps it off. Rodri scores a stunning goal around two defenders. It was a 1 0 game, but nonetheless, the game was a little bit of a snooze fest uh, compared to some of the other Champions League finals we had throughout the years. Uh, what did you guys think of the game? Yeah, this, the, for me, the game was, uh, it was to be honest, I'm looking from an inter perspective. From an inter perspective, it was a good game. They came up with the game plan. They defended well. They stopped City from playing their football to some extent. I know some people would argue that City was nervous um, <clears throat> because they were the favorites going into this and everyone expected them to win, which they ended up doing. But from my perspective, um, Inter played, but Inter played the better ball. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. I think the storylines were always a little bit better than the game itself. Ultimately, the storyline of City getting the treble or the or the jeopardy of Inter getting another Champions League as well under their belt, especially with uh, the the team that they had. I think that was really the more interesting piece of it, more than the game itself. Ultimately, yeah. Um, when I look at it, is that Madrid has been trying to win the Champions League for many years now. That was one of the main reasons why. They bought, bought um, Pep in. And they actually equaled Man United as, you know, treble winners. I think Man United won the treble in 1999. But looking at that game too as well is that um, I thought Inter could have done much better. And, you know, they had Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku blocked block at least like two goals. I don't know why. But he was just there just standing up in the way. But regardless though, I think they did a good job pulling up Haaland. But that didn't stop. City from scoring the only goal in the match by what Rodri, right? Which is um his, his volley on goal. But to be honest, I felt that Inter could have played a better ball game, but City made sure to score, defend, 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 and you know kept their lead to uh, to win the final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, this game was kind of weird too, um, because you expected when City scored that one goal, you'd expect them to, you know. Um, so shake off some of the nerves. He was late in the game when they scored a goal. I think he's around like 60, 65th, 70, 70th minute, somewhere there about. Um, but from what I saw, Inter kind of piled under pressure, and that's when some chances were created. No, in all honesty, there were not clear cut chances. But Inter, to me, Inter played a bit better on the day than City. No. When you look at it, could it be nerves? Did Inter stop City from playing? Um, I'm going to say it's a bit of both because when you look at how Real Madrid oh, we played against Manchester City, Manchester City and City absolutely ab- obliterated them in the second leg, um, I'm going to say it's nerves, maybe a bit of fatigue. What, right. do, you, what do you guys think? I kind of want to pose a question to the group. Do you think Pep's style in general is harder to play in high-pressure situations like finals overall? Because I, I saw that as well where it seemed like Pep's team was playing with a lot of nerves and there was a lot more opportunities for Inter Milan to capitalize on that they probably didn't during the game to really like take advantage of City's like, little struggling knees there. Um, I want to give a, oh, a, a sort of a no to that because – Besides the Champions League final, this was like the duck that they, you know, it was something that they hadn't won yet. Um, they normally play with such like a relax, you know, keep the ball mentality, don't lose the ball. And that's what he's coached throughout all of his teams that he's been on. So, yeah, you could say nerves were going into this game because, you know, it's the final of the Champions League for City. And, you know, once they once they broke that, I think from then on, I, I you know, I, I don't see mm-hmm. that being much of an issue for them moving forward. It, along, uh-huh. As long as it's, you know, that core of that team is still there. Right. Um, honestly, when, when I look at it, uh, Pep in his finals, he always overthinks. But when he overthinks, he put his, what, his 
he's overthinking on the plays as well and yet be like yeah, I don't know if Pep is doing the right thing, yes or no. I mean, look at the final that he did against Chelsea. He didn't even play a defensive midfielder, but this time he actually played one and he actually won. So, I the mean, same like, one, the same one, not to me to cut you, the same one he dropped the last final is the same one who saved him this final. Ironic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, um, to play the type of ball game that Pep plays, he had to step up for the occasion. And I mean, in finals like these, I mean, look at it. They won the treble. Uh, they could have won the quadruple. Thank God they did not. But nearly Southampton stopped them. <laughs> yeah, thank God they did. Oh, up everybody. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, the place that they have now, I think they can do it again next season. I hope not. But if they have what Javon said, stick with the same core, the same mentality, it's possible. He, he, I'm sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, no, I wasn't saying anything. Go ahead, Javon. Um, in terms of, uh, I kind of guess we're kind of progressing to see, um, to, to the next level, to see what City do after this or what they become after this. I have a part of me, a strong part of me, don't think they're going to be able to replicate the same level of play next season. Yeah, I, 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 I won't say they won't win a trophy, but it's kind of highly unlikely for them to reach to the same level and be playing at the same level next season. Even in the last couple of games, the Champions League final, the FA Cup final, and the last couple of games for the league, they weren't playing at their top level. No, that could be due to fatigue, but it's still hard to play the same level of football. Yeah, um, I got you. you. And uh, and keep up the same intensity. To answer Andrew's question, just before you go, to to, to give an answer to Andrew's question, I think in finals, if they're not nervous, Pep's football can absolutely obliterate teams but if they're nervous mm-hmm. um the other team can capitalize mm-hmm. yeah ahead, so definitely okay gotcha yeah and like um what i want to add is that uh, to your point javon um city let's just see what they're gonna do within the transfer window i mean it opened like what two days ago or so like that mm-hmm. so let's just see who they're gonna buy i know they're linked to declan rice and i'm not sure who else they're linked with kovacic Kovacic, right. Yeah, Kovacic from Chelsea. I believe he's... Yeah, he's going to go to Masti, of course. So, I mean, more plays in the midfield. I imagine if they add in Declan Rice. I hope Arsenal get him. But adding in more midfielders, more fullbacks, uh, more depth in your team, it's going to be really difficult to actually try and beat them next season. I mean, as I said before, they might not win a trophy or, or not. But... Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree yeah. with what Jovan said earlier. Because, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is getting older. You have question marks over Gundogan and Bernardo Silva staying. Yeah, um, so mm-hmm. it, it, yeah he's the team is probably going to get rejuvenated at some point. At, you know, Pep said he's uh, rumored to say uh, that he's leaving in like two years. So, you know, yeah, the city leaving. team is going to Yeah, he's going to take the contract down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not... Because, honestly, while I didn't want them to win the trouble, because... Obviously, I'm a Chelsea fan. When a team is just better than the rest, they're just better than the rest, and you have to kind of give it to them. But I've heard, I've seen, and I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, um, this team is brilliant." Like Ryan uh, alluded, right? Like Ryan and Andrew alluded to, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, and um, and Kevin De Bruyne is getting older. Every summer, it seems like Bernardo Silva is going to leave. So eventually, he has to leave one <laughs> summer. Gundogan contract is ending. There talks about him going to um, either going back to Germany, going to Arsenal, or going abroad. These yeah. are some of the things that, that, that they have to take a look at. And yet, while City's recruiting has been ex- excellent, it's absolutely right. excellent, it's not, necessarily set, it's not necessarily about plug and play. Right, because yeah. let you let's say you go get Kovacic and Kovacic does good for your team. What if um this the the this city team is having a hangover from this this season that just ended? Because it's possible. It's possible. I, under, I, I, cool. Yep, I understand that um players always want to win, but they've reached the pinnacle of everything. You know, you never know if if the team collectively, while Pep can be pushing them, what if psychologically they take even a, a step. Even just a step down or ease up, ease up off the gas a bit. Remember, Arsenal was right there. Liverpool was right there for the previous seasons. They finally got the holy grail. Who's to say that um, if they ease up, 
Liverpool won't come back. Arsenal won't be at the top. Chelsea, I know it's I know it's um muddy waters for Chelsea at the moment, but I'm just calling people that could potentially, you know, run them. You never know. Newcastle is up there. Brighton might be better. So you never know. Um, you never know because these teams stay hungry, especially teams that haven't won recently. And you, you never know. You take your foot off the gas a bit, might get overtaken. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're right there. Uh, the teams especially that you mentioned, they're all going to have something to prove. And I, there probably will be a drop-off from City. I don't think it will be like detrimental Dr- to them. I think yeah. they'll still be in that hunt. They're still going to be that team that you know we all have to want to Yeah, play. the benchmark, essentially. Correct. Oh. Um, mm. And, and I know the tone that we're all kind of saying is like a little bit more on the pessimistic or sour grape side because obviously none of us are City fans. But what they achieved this season is nothing short is of It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's something it's we all are jealous of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really definitely a shame that they have so few fans to really celebrate it with them, though. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> fans got to start from somewhere, though. Yeah, true, yeah. True, no, true. no, no, no. Yeah. But you're, you're 100% right. And... Remember, this is second trouble they've done. Guess I know a lot of people down on it, but I can't tell the last time my team won a my, my team won a domestic trouble. A domestic nah. trouble is still <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it's mm, hard it enough is, to get a manager is. that's won a trouble. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it is. And this is Pep's second trouble as well. Yeah, yes. second, one, right. Se- second major trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is his the, the third. Trouble, yeah, so third. You're yes, right. and I, think I, I am one in Germany too. A domestic yeah. trouble there. Yeah, domestic trouble mm, there. So right. I'm counting all troubles. And obviously the Champions League and then European competition added to the, the, the League Cups and the, the, the league you play in is, is what the trouble trouble is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But um I'm counting the domestic trouble because you're you're essentially saying apart Just... from the Champions League, every competition we've competed we've competed in, we've won it. Mm-hmm. Across a whole, across umpteen games, that's amazing to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Let me pose this question to you guys: If City hadn't won it for whatever reason, they choked in this uh, the final against Center, would it still be harsh to call Pep a failure? At no. No, 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 you could never no. call him a failure. You just want to trouble. He hasn't, no, no, if he had just saying won. he hasn't pushed the boundaries of football a little bit further. That's all you're saying. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying, he still want to trouble the domestic trouble. Yeah, he still dominated England. And he, yeah, it's impossible dom- to call him a failure. Yeah, like if he has won the Premier League, like, I mean. What other manager is doing that right? No, yeah. Klopp wouldn't want it one time. Because you know yeah, the, the media would have chewed him up if he hadn't won. For the UCL and say, oh, it'll be the rhetoric. He can't do without Messi. He can't. Yeah. He, he chokes. Um, And he, remember, he did drop Kyle Walker in the final. So the entire media would be on him about that. Because he, he, he had a team that was playing, um, was getting the results, playing brilliantly up until the last few games. And... Everyone was like, why would he change it? Mm-hmm. But he came through. Uh, I, I guess it was written for them because it would be a, to me, it would be a shame. They're playing the best football of all the leagues and of all the teams in the world. Shout out to Napoli, who played great football this year as well. But overall, City played the best football. And along with Arsenal, small shout out to Arsenal, who played brilliant football as well. They played the best football over the, over the course of the season. And what are you gonna do? <laughs> They're just better than everybody else. Just gotta, you know, give them their flowers and say congrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so, um, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit. My question to the panel is, what does this mean going forward? Because we're gonna go to the, we're, we're gonna talk about the Europa League and the Conference League. Um, oh, ill. What does this city winning trouble does this mean? Does this mean? England has a stronghold on, 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 on football in general, or is this, or is it still fairly even? Uh, even and City was just the well, best team this year. No, I, yeah, I definitely have some interesting ideas on that because I think England mm-hmm. becoming the like this de facto Super League essentially is something that's kind of already happening in a way, yeah. even without City winning the Champions League. Just with the way that, just w- with how you can see players moving into the league, yeah. mm-hmm. as well as just the where the money is heading lately, as well. Because because you, you're also looking at 
the managers, you're looking at the ownership. Like now, like the Qatari ownership now owns half of the top six. Yeah. Like the amount of resources true. that are going to be coming flow, and flowing through are going to be immense. Like yeah, now that they have Manchester right United, Newcastle, and Man City, mm-hmm. like the amount of resources flowing through all those three of the, those clubs are going to be absolutely crazy. So crazy. Oh, it, it, it will disrupt the entire, like, the Ecosystem. entire financial pyramid. Is, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll disrupt the industry. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you look at it as well, like, Premier League, before those owners even came in, the Premier League already had money. Like, the American owners, all of them, they didn't really, like, spend money, but... It was, like, money. But yeah, the entire top rights. 12 of the Premier League can get $50 million, like, $50 million signings, signings essentially. Like, anyone, everyone from, like, Ashley it off can, like, do that. That is and, true, like, yeah. To, to, to add on to Andrew's point, when you see coaches like Una Emery... Um, Julian <laughs> Lopetegui taking over teams like Wolves and Aston Villa. It's a telling point when you see a team like Aston Villa. I'm sorry, my apologies. West Ham signing a world class baller like um Lucas Paqueta. I let me not say world class, an elite baller or a top baller like Lucas Paqueta. Right. They're spending money mm-hmm. because mm. they have the money, and it's it it is what it is. And they yeah. going for Nico Barella. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Even when Newcastle just um right as the new owners took over Newcastle, they signed Bruno Gamirez. Yeah, he was exciting. on the list of yep, and he was on the list of a lot of people. Yeah, they got what it was a trippier as well. Well, not really yep. work fast or anything, but it was yep. a decent signing for them. Yep, uh, it, it, right mm-hmm. from Atletico. So yep, it was it, 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 it's it, it's good and um. We'll see what happens with that going forward. Transitioning a little, we're going to go to the Europa League. What did you guys think about Sevilla's winning Sevilla winning the competition? We should just change the Europa League name to the Sevilla's Cup. Sevilla, yeah, they're the most, <laughs> most Europa Leagues right now, might as well. They're the real Madrid of Europa League. Yeah. And... It, it, it kind of sucks because now they're going to be in the Champions League. You know, they're a little bit of a fish out of water. What they should do is finish third in the Champions League group stage to go back into the Europa League. Go back to the Europa League. I don't know they, why they're so they good at it. They should be doing that every year. That's how true. they should be winning it every year. That is true. That is true. No oh boy. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, what I mean, like, Sevilla winning that... Um, you can see that the La Liga teams, Real Madrid and Sevilla, has dominated this European competition for many years right now. Uh, I, I can't tell a time. I think the only time I remember that Sevilla not winning the Europa League was when Man United won the Europa League. That's the only time I remember them actually. And the time Chelsea won the Europa League, just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> we fell in the competition once, we dominated that competition. Yeah, I really, we left. Yeah, I really hate that time, so I don't really remember it. So, um, PTSD. Yeah, I'm not really going <laughs> really to count it in right now. I'm counting it. Every trophy counts. Um, and let's switch the last gears. Last time Hazard could play. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And he gave us a trophy. Um, we're going to kind of group the Europe, the Europa League and the Conference League together. Yeah. West Ham, what a win! Yeah. What a that yeah, actually that, that actually was a really good final. A really good game, you know. Yep, that was actually a really good final. Yeah, it was a really good game. That one and... was cagey, you know, back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was great. Um, and then that ball mm-hmm. that Paqueta played to... Um, what's the guy's name that scored the winning goal? Gerard Bowen, Bowen my friend. Bowen, yeah. That, that was yeah, a, that goal. a really good goal, yeah. Mm-hmm. He played a similar ball to Mikel Antonio before and he shanked it. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> that was disappointing. Is, that is a regular boy coming out right now. Sadly. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, uh, what really shocked me was Luka Jovic, like from Frankfurt to Real Madrid, you no know, Florentina. I don't know what happened. I really yeah. don't know, but you're starting a final as well. Yeah, Yuko uh, mm-hmm. Jovic is. Yeah. How do you say it? Jovic? I think it's Jovic. Yeah, I think Jovic. Yeah. 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 Isn't yeah. You know what's crazy as well is that. All these European finals was an Italian team and they all lost. Yeah, and no, I was about to get to that. Like, you, do you do you guys remember the, mm. the the kind of intense debate or serious debate we had last year, um, about the Europe the Italian teams not being good enough? I thought they would change the rhetoric this year. Well, they did it. They did change the rhetoric to some extent because they did 
get further than they did in previous years. But they, but yep, but no one got over the last. Honestly, alright, I have a question for you guys. Do you think the champion City would have won the Champions League final if Napoli made the Champions League final? Nah, City still would have won. City would still win. Yeah, I think it would have been a much more entertaining game. Uh, mm-hmm. more yeah, and Lukaku is not starting. It would be much better. It would be much better. Okay, I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think the I just keep on every time I think about um the past season. The one thing that stood out to me, and I was gonna wait until later in the show for this, but what definitely stood out to me was Napoli's ball game, bro. Nap- yeah. Oh, Napoli played in the first half of that season. Was absolutely was absolutely um, tantalizing, mouth watering, and then after they were like what 20, 25 points cleared, they just, yeah, they just yeah. start celebrating early. Yeah, man, they've been really good this season with um with with Victor as well um playing up front. I think to me he's like one of the best strikers right now. At one point it was you know Ronaldo, then Dusan, but Victor coming up right now in the poly and winning them the the league. I thought it was really good as well. And um, Havertz Scalia. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been a really... I don't know where he's going to go this summer. That's if he's leaving. I, I think he's staying. He's, he's staying? Stay. Yeah, yeah, I think he's staying for another season. I know King Min Jae, he's linked to Bayern and Man United right now. So yeah, I think he will staying. go because he's a brilliant defender. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they've been really good. I, watching the Serie A, I've seen Juventus. Oh, my God. They got... They're like the one... I mean, when they got a point deduction, they actually fought back to go back up to the European competition. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I don't know about them. What do you guys think about Napoli firing Spalletti? No Spalletti. Oh no, no I'm sorry for with Spalletti, Spalletti leaving. What do you think about Spalletti leaving after amazing after that season? Um, he wanted to spend time with family. I think it's the right decision. Or I mean. Being a coach, you're mostly, you know, away from family for quite a while. I mean, you go to a game, you come home, you're tired, you want to sleep, you got to get up early in the morning, go to training. And, you know, he's an old man as well, so might as well spend time with your family and stuff like that. But I I feel Napoli can find a rep- replacement for him as they're a team who are really good at finding replacements. As you can see that um, Insignia left, um, who is left again? Um, Mertens left as well. Cool. And if I'm... Cool, Bali. Kulabali, right. those are players. Yeah, there's um discussions to with Kulabali to go to Inter. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, send, Heather, them go ahead. send them back to Italy. Send them send back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but regardless, though, they're good at finding replacements. Um, they'll survive. I believe they can. Do you guys <laughs> think? Do you guys think the next coach will be able to replicate the type of football they played? Uh, if they get the right man for the job, if they get the right manager, yeah, mm-hmm. they can do the search good. They'd be fine. You'd so, figure they wouldn't get a Jose Mourinho to like shake things up. Nah, he can stay at Roma. <laughs> no, 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 no. When you, I, I, I'd hate no, to see that. I would absolutely. When you guys saw, would, absolutely. When you guys saw Jose Mourinho going to the final with Roma, you would think like, yo, this is. I thought know, he was gonna to win. win it, but then yeah. you saw I, the, who they're facing. Sevilla's like, I no, wanted Tammy to get Sevilla. it so bad. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, I... And, Andrew and I had a running joke. <laughs> hmm. Every, the, so the entire world was like, uh, uh, Sevilla never lost a Europa League final, and um, Jose Mirez never lost a European final. But Andrew and I was, we know what's going to trump that. The, 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 the power for a, for a recently. Um, departed Spurs player to win a trophy. <laughs> Best believe the latter one. <laughs> yep. Brian Gill and um, Lamella. So it was in the most Spursy way too, where they had to send a player they bought from Sevilla to Sevilla <laughs> to replace the player that they just sent back to Sevilla as well. Yo, and then he starts crazy. over him. <laughs> Bro, it is uh, absolutely insane. Hurricane, this, this is a sign that you should leave now. Don't bother trying to break Alan Shea record. Just leave. Win something. <laughs> the, yeah. the, um, talks that he was good 
that Man United wanted him, but they pulled out only because everyone knows how um, difficult Daniel Levy can be. And no one wants to deal with Levy when, when it comes down to Kane. So Kane, I think Kane should leave next. They should try to sell Kane if it's even now for Brad because I don't think you want to lose Hurricane for free. I, well, a player like that quality doesn't free. want to sell to a rival. Mm. I think he would I prefer mean, to sell outwards to like Real Madrid or Bayern if they if he could. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Most likely. Yeah. It, it might definitely be. Right he would definitely be more open to those conversations if it was to a non-rival. But I think at yeah. the end of the day, Harry Kane, you should just come to Chelsea. You know you're not going to win any trophies or Spurs. You know you're not going to win any trophies anywhere else you go. Come to Chelsea. We'll play you, you mean, like 10 you're times You're telling me if he goes so to Real Madrid, he's not going to win a trophy if he goes what? to Real Madrid? <laughs> no, he's, he's he always... won't win any trophies. If he goes anywhere else but Chelsea, he won't, he, he'll bring his Spursiness with him. You can always resign Morata. Let me tell, let, like let, let me tell you something. With Arsenal players, not Spurs players. Let, let me tell you something. Hold on. Let me tell you something. Let me, hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, we already have troubles with our number nine. I don't want any number nine from Spurs. Can oh. you imagine the Spurs curse plus the, the, plus the, plus oh, the number nine oh, curse oh, at Chelsea oh. in one? I don't know. No. What, I don't know what is more damaging. The Obia. number nine curse or the Spurs. That worse. That worse than Harry Kane can beat it all. That worse than Obia. I'm telling you, man. No, we're not that one day. That that one is not happening. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll get into transfers. We'll we'll have a whole separate every episode, shorter episode, of course, where we talk about and we'll discuss transfers. Right. Moving on. Let's take a look at the Premier League and how the Premier League um went. Again, we, we there's a lot that we then didn't get a chance to discuss. Let's start off with Arsenal. Arsenal boys. What happened? Listen. Um we had a great season. 85 points just short of the invisible season. Um, what well, we led the league for the majority of the season. I think we were uh, at, at best we were eight points clear of City for the, a good a good amount of it. Uh, but I think at the end, you know, they flamed out a little bit. They succumbed to the pressure of it. And I blame Zinchenko. Would would you say would you say this is a better season than the season you won the FA Cup? Oh yeah, yeah, hands down, yeah. That so, FA Cup so run no was silverware. you know them sending back. I remember Kolasinac was in defense and everything was just going to Obama. Oh, oh my God. Oh uh, yeah, that, that, that. Was, that was a different time. You know? Jesus Christ. I, what we saw this year, to be honest, we, Javier, if, if I were to told you at the beginning of last season, yo, we were going to, we're going to lead this league and we're going to finish it in second place with 85 points. You probably slap the crap out of me. I would have just collapsed, to be honest. <laughs> Because, like, me watching the league this season, I'm like, you know, leading the league table and stuff like that. But I didn't really have my hopes up as much. I was happy that we kept the league going on. But I don't know. Those things just didn't work out some games. Like, we just, like, there's a period where we just draw, like, at least three games. Like, that Southampton game, I remember that we drew. That pissed me off so much because we were leading. And it ended up 2-2. Two, two. that Southampton game, you know, we were ah. leading 2-0 at West Ham, 2-0 at Liverpool. And exactly. I was a must win. There were must win games that we didn't win. That's the thing, you know. Like City, on the other hand, they make sure, yo, these are must win games that we have to win. Arsenal, on the other hand, no, we don't win. We just fluke it. I don't know why. And that's the problem at Arsenal. Different team. Different manager, different culture, and the same problem, which I do not understand. And they got to change it for next season if they want to push for the title. They got to change it, to be honest. I, th- I think it's growing pains. I remember Javon asking me a couple months back when we were sitting up top of the league and asking me if we we're going to win. And I was hesitant to ask. It's like, there's, you know, I don't think we are going to win it. And everyone was expecting the city to just go on this run. And of course, they did. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a lot to ask. Yeah, because, to maintain that. I mean, we pushed it to the limit. And, I mean, well, City had a better squad than us overall. Yeah. I've been telling people that, like, 
if City is losing like Bally's by one goal, they can bring off Jack Grealish off the bench and he had a good season um this year as well. Bring him off the bench and he can score and do something. We had, I'm sorry, but in Ketia, we had um Kozio Jubri. We had Fabio Vera, not really a good option to actually score, but that's the options that we had. We had nothing else than that. We had a good start in 11, but what other squad depth do we have? That's a big issue that needs to be solved this window. Listen, and I, don't really, I don't really think it'll be solved this window. I think in the next two windows, we'll solve our squad depth, to be honest, because we can't buy so much players. This summer, they are going to refresh the squad, but in hindsight, overall this season, I to be honest, I thought it was tremendous. It, yeah, it, yeah, 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 it sucked the way that it ended, you know, the way we succumbed mm-hmm. to the city. But the way we some of the games we were just dominating teams, the way yeah, the goals were spread out throughout the whole team. I, I right, yeah. I you know, I, I can't wait till next season. I yeah, can't wait to see and what Arteta cooks up. Same. I want to see the chance of window will go and see who we buy and how we move forward. What I really like is that I really happy that Arteta was able to push this in Gary Neville's face because Gary Neville's like, oh. Man United will finish above Arsenal. Arsenal is oh, not all that, that, all that, and that. And I'm happy that we did finish above Man United. And they have problems themselves, especially with Ronaldo. So I'm happy that they... they I mean, they got a trophy, silverware, but who cares about that? Well, in, in but, the manner that they got their yeah. trophy, they weren't playing the, like, the swashbuckling football. That you know, It was Marcus Rashford catching four at a good time in the middle of the season. He kind of flamed mm-hmm. out towards the end. But other yeah. than that, their team, you know, they had to struggle for the goals. They can't. They weren't building a play like the mm-hmm. way Arsenal City do. Not even sure. like they had some horrible losses this year. You know, mm-hmm. they, that four zero away to Brentford, that seven zero away to Liverpool, six three right. to. Oh, that's seven zero. I forgot about that. They, yeah, they, yeah, got, yeah, they had some <laughs> that was a brutal this one. season. For real, honestly, I really hope Arsenal can keep up the good front for the next season. I'm praying because they need to. They need to do something next season. This window, I want to see who's Arteta going to buy. We need a midfielder. We need a fullback. We need an attacking option right now. So we need some players right now to add in. Hope you just do the right thing in the transfer market and continue that good form from last season. Really need it. Listen, passion and energy. Oh, no, no. Passion and clarity brings energy. So Facts, facts, facts. Um, and then the next one, United, they finished third under T- Eric Ten Hag. Um, in his inaugural season, what did you guys think? I, given what he was, de- given the hand he was dealt, I thought he did a pretty good, solid job, especially like the, like it's still wild to remember that the Ronaldo situation was this season uh-huh. that he had to deal with. So given all of that, I feel like he did a fa- pretty fine job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, some of the games where like it felt like they played a lot of like counterattacking. I, I still think he needs mm-hmm. to find his best eleven. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony was a hundred million dollars. He wasn't the best thing, you know, to come in through. You know, he was very frustrating at times. Sanchez still phone. a little frustrating. Um, you know, I I think if it weren't for Rashford catching form, I think they wouldn't have been in the Champions League. Races. True. Yeah. 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 And to but, me, looking at Man United. I sorry about that. For me, looking at Man United, um, that Ronaldo situation was like the biggest thing for this season, to be honest. And I don't know that that entire drama thing. I don't even know what to say about it, but it just exposed like how Man United is. And like what Ronaldo was saying that uh, when he left there as like a as a teen, like when he left there like nineteen or so like that, he was saying that he lived there at nineteen when he was there at around eighteen or nineteen, like. The same facilities that were there, the same that he came back to, he's like, uh-uh, something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah, I guess there was that, like, stuck-in-time approach. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. it, I, I'll give credit to Ten Hag, because, like, he, you know, he not brushed it under the rug like a lot of coaches would do or try to consolidate Ronaldo. It was more of, you know what, if you don't want to be here, you leave. And then yeah, he, he uh. got the team working right after that. You know, and credit to him yeah. for that. Yeah, I mean, like... It takes guts, though, to do that. True, to want to one of the best players in history, just, you know, isolating from the squad. I mean, like, Ronaldo, there's, there's two sides to it. Ronaldo was helping the team. Of course, he, he scored goals or whatsoever, and my nephew really needed it, right? That's fine. But, like, Ten Hag, 
he rated him as a player. But I don't know. They had like a little clash. I remember what they were saying that Ronaldo, his child was sick or something like that. And I don't remember how the, how the issue actually went. I can't remember right now. But it was something like that. But, I mean, Ten Hag did what he had to do. And the team was actually good going forward without him regardless. I don't still think that Wakehorse was not a good signing. If they actually had a proper striker, they'd be better going forward to replace Ronaldo. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, my views is he did the best with what he had. Because yeah. if you really look yeah. at it in, 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 in detail, Anthony was not supposed to be a $100 million signing. The only reason why it was $100 million is because they buckled so I ask him price at, if you guys remember at the last I think the last three days of the transfer window. Mm-hmm. So that was already um, a bad start. Then you add in um, Sancho's mental issues that he faced, and hey, you can't you can't blame a player for going through it because you know these things happen when you have the eyes on the world on you. So never gonna blame a player there, but he had that. Anthony Marshall is a literal glass, so we're not even gonna talk about him right there. And then it was only Marcus Rashford. Yes, Rashford catched for him at the end of the season. But I, I really think if United buy, I think, a, a, a solid mid- midfielder to partner Casemiro and some good attacking options, like a striker, so he can play Rashford off the left, which is his favorite position, they'll be good. Because when you look at it, like as Brian alluded to, Anthony didn't do much. Sancho definitely didn't do anything. But they still finished fourth. That's a pretty good no, deal. No, they finished third. Oh, they, see, I'm thinking about top four. Chelsea's not in there, so it doesn't matter okay. who finishes what position. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That's still a pretty good deal. They they did take some drubbings, but they did play some good football uh, along the way. So I think he just um, did the best to do what he had. And that's a sign of a brilliant coach. The whole Ronaldo situation handled perfectly. He's, he let... Um, he got um, the fans on his side uh, because the way he dealt with it, Ronaldo kind of shot himself in the leg um, with 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 what whatever with whatever was going on and doing that Pierce Morgan interview. But at the end of the day, I give Terry, Eric, Eric Ten Hag a solid a solid A because no one expected United to to even finish top four. I don't think anyone expected United to finish top four from the panel when we did our preseason uh, predictions. So, top four, a trophy. That's a successful season in my book. Yeah. You know, give it a good I would say this. Like, if Graham Potter took over United instead of Chelsea, Lord they God. probably would have finished eighth instead of third. Yeah. Lord yeah, but, Along those lines. Yes, and that shows the quality of a good manager. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely brilliant. Moving on to, New, uh, to Newcastle. Whew. <laughs> Joel Linton. Joel Linton. You got my you have my respect. You know, Isaac, you have my respect. That's all I'll say. Oh, Bruno what about Callum Wilson, man? He he was integral to this too. Callum Wilson, you know, he was Bruno, you know a revival for Bruno. him. Mm-hmm. I'll meet on, he went on a tearing run in the middle of the season. Trippier, you know, breath of fresh air. Joseph Willock. Joseph Willock. Yep, yep, yep. Relief, yeah. And and these are players no other clubs would wouldn't would wouldn't even touch with a stick. Wait, 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 wait. What about before... their best player, Dan Byrne? Oh, and and, and you forgot Spen Botman. And Botman, brilliant, oh, brilliant defender, brilliant defender. Old oh my defending god! At its best with these guys, I think they had the least the, the least um, they had the most clean sheet in the Premier League. I think yeah. so, yeah. Uh, and they can score goals, man. I want Eddie Howe. I want them to stick with Eddie Howe and slowly buy better players. Cause yeah, if, yeah, it's like, it's like a long term project. Yeah, if these players are already playing like this under Eddie Howe, imagine when you get better players, better quality players. No disrespect to them, but it could be really something special. Mm. Um, yeah. anyone yeah. expected Newcastle to be this far along? Cause didn't. Remember, the takeover was January the previous season. Hey, man. Like, I expected them to go far, but not this far. But it shows you what money can buy. Are you going to lie? Once you got money, you can do anything. 
But it's also like the money that they have, but it's also being focused in the right areas too. It's not like they're just being dumb. True, true. It's like they're also optimizing the resources they have, yeah, which makes true. it so much faster in terms of like their timeline. Like mm -hmm. what the progress they made, what I thought it would take them like three seasons they've done in like right. the one and one. a half essentially. Yeah, yeah, what's crazy is that they actually got a good backroom staff that like they fired everybody from like Mike Ashley time and they got like some, they got people from like Man City, um, some other leagues as well, and they feel like a really good core backroom stuff, which is really good too. Yeah. Yeah. And you also asked, um, I think the key to this was their first appointment of of getting Eddie Howe. Because yeah. Eddie Howe came in with a structure, a style of play, and he used the players in his structured style of play, which is what Chelsea is missing, or was missing. Pochettino yeah. will bring that. And I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Over the next like two decades, I think Newcastle will be a far bigger club than Man City ever will will be. Yeah, because they had the fan base. They had this original fan base. Because once Pep leaves, you're gonna have like a above average Man City side essentially. Like they're not gonna be winning nonstop essentially. Like they'll win it pretty much as much as like Arsenal has been winning over the last ten years or something in terms of like the form or something like that. So you know so what I got out like, of that? You know, within the next two decades, that Arsenal's next, been in a Newcastle's dip over the last ten years. You know, you're, what you're telling me is Newcastle's going to win back-to-back -back trebles, is what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> Newcastle is more likely to do something like that than City over the next like twenty years. No, but it, they're it, probably going to be the ones with more better resourced and players who want to play there more than City, given the fan base and the credit that they'll get built and the atmosphere. Time. But yeah, here's the... like they'll build it over time with all the, like the intangibles that City just doesn't have. But here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with that bold statement, but it's how you equate it. Where do you hold that treble versus versus winning um, a Champions League, another versus versus I, winning multiple Champions I, I League think... versus winning multiple leagues? Yeah, I don't I think, think twenty years of of consistently being better than a team can outlive than those kind of milestones. That's yes. why that's what I'm thinking. I I wholeheartedly agree because while City is is doing all of this, they'll never and same thing with Manchester United, they'll never be the the level of Real Madrid of Real Madrid, for example, until they win fourteen Champions Leagues. It, it's I don't yes you win a treble, you can win a quadruple which is brilliant but it's I think it's the consistency over time is what tells. You'll have yeah. your you have you'll have your moment in history, but to have multiple moments in history, that's what it is right there, and a lot of teams would kill for that. Your thoughts on this, Javier? Uh, when I look at it, Newcastle has always been a bigger team than Man City, as in terms of history and a team that has been around in the league ever since. And I mean, like, I want to say they always had a fan base. Like, the fans who are there right now, they deserve this because under Mike Ashley, they had, they probably had PTSD, bro. If you see Mike Ashley right now, <laughs> I tell you that right now, every fan would just throw up. Okay? Yeah. That's a PTSD. You get me? And I mean, they run him down and beat him. You know uh, even that too as well. I mean, Eddie Howe has a long-term project at Newcastle. And if he can just keep adding the right additions and be sustainable, if the board can just back him and you know, have a sustainable model for the next, what I should say, next 20 years, I can literally see them going back up. I mean, Newcastle was that team back then. You know, uh, winning titles, they there with Blackburn as well. Blackburn, who did win the Champions League and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, they can do their thing. Let's give it time. Let's give it time. Yeah, and um, we'll get some... We'll, we'll post this on our Instagram and we'll get some comments and um, some feedback from you guys and, and you guys can tap in with us there. Um, move, that's, and that's a brilliant question, by the way, Andrew. Moving forward um, just a bit. Liverpool! Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh they're the only team worse than them this season from the big from the traditional big six. Oh uh, before well, I get there. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, before I get to this, why are Tottenham considered a big six club? <laughs> no, they're not anymore. Newcastle. Newcastle take them out. Like, like, yeah, I have no idea. Cause I remember like 
when Arsenal has been doing bad, Arsenal has been kicked out of the top six after one season. So why is Spurs in this debate? <laughs> I don't think Arsenal was ever kicked out of the top six. Hey, I can show you a post right now that shows that Arsenal being crossed out and Lister's like right there. Oh, uh, that was, that, that was just probably just out. for one. That was just probably one season. I, it was the people like me that would kick you guys out. I don't think it's much to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was anyone serious. But why are Tottenham still top at top at top six club? Uh, uh, anyways, I'm diverting here. Hold on to Harry Kane. Maybe there's a sliver of hope for them. I'll buy some right now. Honestly, I feel like it began because Everton fell off in their in like the 2000s into 2010s. If Everton just like actually stayed a sizable club and competed in the top six like they should have, they could have kicked Tottenham to the curb. Okay, definitely. Okay, okay that makes sense. All right, moving on to my to my real point that just came to me. Um, what do you guys think of Liverpool season? Between Crap. the injuries and their midfield going a little Poor. bit and then the defending, yeah, it was very Gone. mediocre from them. Really then, crap. That they finished strong. Yeah. They had a they had a they had a run at the top four. Yeah, that's true. They, they finished strong. Yeah, I I'll be a little harsher. They finished <laughs> that expectations, I would say. Yes, because remember they were quite season, yeah. they were competing for a quadruple yeah. last season. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of competing for a quadruple, um, something dawned on me um, on the Champions League final while I was watching it with Andrew. I said Liverpool was in this same position last year that City is in with even more prestige because they could have won four trophies, right? Let's take a step back. What's the number one rule? What's one of the number one rules in football? If you don't finish your chances when the team gets their when the other team gets their chance, what happens? Oh, They'll score, scored. right? Yeah. In the whole totality. And this is taking like a deeper view of it. You can say I'm cynical, whatever, but this is taking like a deeper view at it. Who has been the top two teams in England over the last six years? Well, it would be City and Liverpool. Okay. Did you guys notice this? Liverpool had the chance to win a quadruple. The the year right the year right before Manchester City won a triple. A triple. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they won the double that time. I remember. Yeah. Remember, so how crazy it is oh. that Liverpool missed out on their chance Thank to God somebody edge their name in history, to edge their name in history, and when City got their chance, they took it. Thank this God. is a weird comparison. That I'm, I'm sorry. So, I got a real question for you then. So if Liverpool got kicked out one of the cups earlier like City did to Southampton, would they have been in better position to win the treble by having less games and less worries? I'm going like to say City yes. Did? I'm going to say yes. Because that Liverpool team last year was crazy. Yes, it was. I'm going to say. I'm going to go all in and say yes. Anybody else? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for you there. Mind you, that team that Liverpool lost to City a, a couple times, it was by like one or two points. It, that's how close the margins were. But yeah, exactly. And uh, the, the, the margins didn't go closer than that. It was that ball that just crossed the line. Yeah. And from that the, Manchester City Liverpool game. The two seasons that Liverpool fell off, like really fell off, where they needed an Allison goal to make it into the Champions League a couple seasons ago. Um, and that was due to defensive injuries. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's the toll that it took on that team to not make it to where they are. Same thing with this year. Not as bad as that other year, but their defensive issues started to show this year. Yeah, and the midfield the as well. Player. The midfield got old, yep. and they needed a revamp in midfield. Klopp's got a big summer ahead of him. Yeah, and, and I don't. to be honest, I don't think it's that big of a summer. They just need to refresh that midfield. Yeah. And... Their forward oh, line is good. Yeah, they need to refresh that midfield, and for the love of Christ, move Alexander Arnold from defense, please. Yeah, I I think that's been. Uh, I think he could work. Or he could do some magic there to where he can just stay as a right sided midfielder, help out on defense when he can. And so and there goes one of your right midfielders back. right. And there goes one of your midfielders right there. I say play him in midfield full time and buy a right back, a proper defensive right back yeah. by um. Benjamin Pavard, just as an example. Oh no, there's plenty of them throughout. You, you know. Oh yeah, Pavard don't want to play right back. You want to play centre back. Oh boy, 
well, I, I'm just giving an example. If you, if yeah, you, yeah, you, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, but by a proper right back and let Alexander Ardo do his thing in midfield because when he stepped into midfield at the end of last season, that's when Liverpool got better, right? That's when they actually played some proper football, and it was beautiful to watch and beautiful to see. Now, I think for I think they'll definitely be back challenging, um. So I'm expecting a proper season, um, from them next season. On to the elephant in the room. Andrew, I'm going to just let you talk. (sighs) Okay. So, we're talking about the greatest team to exist in London that probably had their worst season uh, ever in the Premier League to have... Yeah, ever. I don't think we've ever done worse than this. Worst season ever. Um, You know what? We've had our worst season, but we still managed to feel better than most Spurs fans. So I'm I'm fine with this. At this point. <laughs> you know, I, I like how we're, you we're started it off with of a like backhanded compliment. That was nice. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as as any Chelsea rant starts with backhanded compliments, <laughs> and you and you just had to and you just had to take a duke on Spurs. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's just natural. It just comes out. It's like it's like taking laxatives with them or something. I don't know. <laughs> what? What? Bro, why? I get. The, I understand the hate, but why? All right, let, let. they're there. They're they the ones that we that I hate. Like they're the ones there. Yeah. Well, I can. Well, I can tolerate Arsenal fans, Spurs fans. If they ever win anything, I'm done. I took a I took a hiatus for football. I went to watch WWE, unfortunately, and, <laughs> and UFC. It was that bad. Uh, but in all seriousness, where did it go wrong? I mean, it it went wrong. This it pretty much went wrong since this we got sanctioned. <laughs> Essentially, yep. since from that point onwards, everything it went wrong. One. We, we transferred ownership over to Todd Too late. And, Too and late. Clearly, clap. Clearly, capital. So we got new ownership. We cleared out almost all the employees in, across all the different uh, departments, essentially, throughout the year, including the medical department, where we ended up getting contractors. So we ended up with like a huge injury crisis at the beginning and end of the season. And this is all before we get into even talking about players. Yes. And we invest $250 million into a manager that we weren't confident in and then sacked a couple, like a month and a half later. And uh, I've been waiting till the World Cup period to give Potter some like some element of like a mock, like a mock shift preseason, <laughs> and then we just give Potter the reins without any time to really change anything. He drives us into the dirt all the way to the point where we lose to twentieth place Southampton and Spurs, and then he gets <laughs> sacked. I like <laughs> you guys notice he sneak Spurs in there. <laughs> That's no, but. Those two, Spurs aside, like the the performance in those two games were honestly the two some of the two worst performances like in the past decade for Chelsea. Literally, you know, you know what so did important. it for me? You know what did it for me? We signed, and looking at it now, we have some some of the best defenders in the league. This, and I'm not going to curse. This dude started. This is at, at the time when Ben Chilwell is fit and Reese James is fit. He decided to play a back three and he put Loftus Cheek in the back three. Pulisic, as I, you know what, I'm not even going to talk about it. Basically, he played forward in the defensive positions while we have defenders. Good defenders. Well, all right. Yeah. No, we, I think we, it all no, went... the whole season is me- the the whole squad structure is so entirely horrible, messed. Horrible. Like it's 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 fucked entirely. The whole thing, like wait, we, wait, wait. we we had players from like the last five managers that we've had, and we or I should say eight now because we went through three this past season. Yes, yes. <laughs> And we, after investing over a billion into the into these new players, we're still looking at probably another like five hundred fifty mil that we're gonna need for this rebuild over the next like two windows probably, at a minimum. 
where where it went wrong for me was when we closed the transfer window and we finished with Aubameyang as a striker. <laughs> that's where it all went downhill. It's literally what people thought Newcastle was going to do. Like, take a bunch of money, like, literally most of, like, the better part of a billion and just waste it on, like, nonsense with no purpose, no research behind it. And here's no the thing. No meeting. Like, we bought, we bought literally $800 million worth of players for managers that are not here anymore. And that's the sad part. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the crazy thing. I apart from the senior players we bought, I don't think that money is a waste because the money spent was spent um between the two technical directors, and f- from some of the talent that I've seen from when the, these managers actually choose to play these players, I've seen some good stuff from Chukomeka, from Madueke, my favorite new my new favorite Chelsea player, um, Badia Shield. Absolutely brilliant. Buddy uh, Ashil. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Buddy Ashil, um, Andrew? I, I love I Buddy love Ashil. My only, my only issue with Buddy Ashil, and this is a really good problem, is that him and Levi Colwell are both really, really, really good upcoming left-footed center backs fighting yep. for that position. Yep. And, and I it's feel a good like problem at to least have. It, yeah, I'm like, I'm just glad this is a good problem that we have. Because every other position we we have we're dealing with way worse problems. Exactly. So like it, honestly, like I'm glad we have this. Pro- like I'm glad this is a problem. These these are good problems to have for teams. But the other problems we're seeing in the number nine area, like you're saying, where we ended the window with a bombing. Yeah, the, these are the issues that we need to fix. <laughs> yes, and and I think the Felix appointment was good. Um, I would kind of wish we kept Felix because. What Chelsea needed the most wasn't players, was a play was a coach with a structure, with one set structure. You win some, you lose some. This is your first season, you will get a pass as long as you keep the structure of the team and you're seeing progress. We did not have that at all. They they, they we did not even with Tuchel, they were they, they kept changing the formation and they kept using players out of position just because a player can play a position. That doesn't mean they should use him in that position if that's not his natural position. I'm getting heated. Let me calm down. What I'm... Essentially... <laughs> essentially, what what's happening is... The money that we spent, we spent it on the youth. If you get a coach that's willing to develop the youth... And even even let's say you get a coach that um that doesn't want to develop the youth, don't just keep them there, you know. Send them out on loan. They have to play, right? The only one of the major things that kind of upset me about the signings was the Modric deal. I'm sorry, it's not that it's not it has nothing to do with his performance, but was the fact that he wanted to go to Arsenal, <laughs> begging to go to Arsenal. Why would we sign him? Why not? Because because uh, clearly doesn't care. They this is and this is really why I I'm kind of upset with them is because the rationale behind why we got certain players just wasn't there. Yeah, like it, it was it only like literally fans making decisions. It didn't seem like there was deeper nuance to it. Like it, just it was worse like than that because none of, when no no Chelsea fan wanted Mudrick because they saw he wanted to go to Arsenal. What? Drove just, me. What drove me up a wall is we were linked to Rafael Leao in the summer. We should have gotten him. And then at the end of the season, we saw Rafael pull out some of his best performances for Milan, and it drove me nuts because Rafael is a more seasoned player. Yeah, Milan was actually interested in Pulisic during the January window. I'm pretty sure. So we could have easily tried to do a little swap there, especially if we're willing to pay 80 mil. They would just want it. Like, I don't get it. If we were willing to pay 80 mil, we should have just got Lavi. I, I, no, not Lavi. We should have got Leal. I don't understand. And call it a day. Yes. A more seasoned player. And the Sterling signing, get him out of my club, bro. <laughs> eh. it, it, like, eh. literally, I'm not picking on Sterling or anything. I I don't know. It was just a horrible season across the board. <laughs> Some of the players, you can't blame them and you can't because they played under the coaches that used them out of position, that didn't have a proper structure, that didn't know, that didn't have a clue what they were doing attacking-wise. And it's, it is just horrible. 
there there were there were there there are parts in this in this um season where commentators was just were were just making up um words on how to describe Chelsea because they run out of <laughs> they, they 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 ran out of words. They were getting real creative. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the, the commentators <laughs> commentators were making meme were writing the memes themselves. People just copied and paste. That's how bad it was. And thing is, like some of the some of the goals we gave up were literally like schoolyard ones, stuff like that. Like in my old recreational team, we would be embarrassed to give up if we did that. It, it was literally like schoolyard mistakes too. It was absolutely horrible. It showed that we had no plan, no depth, no chemistry, was... no or no cohesion. Nothing Mm-mm. was there. And and we've been calling for Potter's head for months, and they did it too late. And they brought in Frank Lampard. I mean, listen, Frank. Bro, I was patient. I was patient. Bro, like Frank, <laughs> realistically, you had patience then for Frank Lampard. I, I was, I was but realistically, what could he have come in and do? Like February, and yeah, I had no expectations for Frank. Honestly, yeah, he he was just Frank there to the vibes. Yeah, he was just vibes. He was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna pick a start a different start level each week. Show me what you can do. Go enjoy yourselves." No, the fact that he was willing to just like throw his managerial like reputation in the trash just to help us through that period, I, I was I was like, "Okay, you're you, you're clearly just doing this for the love of the club." So I'm not gonna bash you for it. You're exactly. Up like a like a good amount of your career post soccer right now to help us. Yeah, because remember he came in after Champions League. We literally had nothing to play for. The players were out of it. What, what, what do you expect him to come in and do? Magically become the next close? And even if he did did well, these, these owners that we have now would have been nonsensical and wanted to offer him a contract. I can see them doing that. <laughs> hmm. One thing is, is that one thing that Lampard's good at is talent ID. So I hope he's really helping out with like identifying who should stay and who should leave, who's at the standard and who's not going to be. I don't want him like to that. do, I don't want him to be five minutes with, I don't want him to do anything like that. You know why? Let this new manager have all the say because he's the one coaching. No, right? no, 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 no. He should have no. The new manager should have all the say. But if you're getting like a draft report of what someone's opinion, if you're getting outside opinion, that's as valid. I feel like it's a valid one to help weigh out your decision. If you're like uncertain about a player, and then you get a concrete like analysis from someone who's just working with them the last three months, like that, that's gotta help. Yeah, it it helps. But then the reason why I want the new manager because. Pochettino, all right, so the world knows we're going to get Pochettino. Pochettino has a more concrete stance when it comes on to developing player, and he's won more in his career. So I want him to take a look at his players, see who he can coach, see who can make better, and just get rid of the deadwood or who he deems to be as deadwood. And then let him have a full preseason and let him a full transfer win and let him go into it. His number one. Um, he there's reports that he said he wants someone to partner Enzo Fernandez and he needs a number nine, and then we'll see what happens going forward. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. That was just a lot. I'm sorry. I, I, I do have a couple questions for you guys. Really. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, um, first things first, Andrew. Um, were you the, uh, like? Was your first love? You know, was she like a Spurs fan, and she dumped you in a horrible way, man? Because you, you got some resentment. No, she still man. is. We, she still is one, actually. So that's that's kind of where that's where it all comes from. <laughs> 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 ding, ding, wow! There it is. Yeah, it's real quick. I, yeah, it's real quick right there. <laughs> but um, you I know, I live with it. <laughs> with the Chelsea thing. What was the point of Frank Lampard? I I, I didn't understand that. I did not. So was, the the reason why like, who which what other manager was going to come in during that time when um we're just we, floating we, along. Yeah, because we wanted time to interview a manager before preseason started, so that way they would have a lot of time to go and get into really like hit the ground running once preseason started. Yeah. So you couldn't really do that with Potter still there in that uncertainty. So you yeah. had to end the contract. You had to at least fire him before that. But then oh, yeah. you have no manager that's going to come in and take the job until then, unless you're talking like a big Sam or somebody like that might take it. But then at that point, it's like you get no vibes. But yeah, and the, caretaker, and, the, 
And the caretaker manager was originally with Tuchel and he wanted to leave and go work for Tuchel because at that point, Tuchel was going to Bayern. Oh, wow. But so. so not even the caretaker manager wanted that job. So Jeez. even yeah. then, it's not like you guys were in the running for the Champions League when Potter got fired. Why not just keep him and then sack him at the end of the season? It was so it, bad. It was too no, bad. It, it was, was too all, toxic. It, too toxic. It was literally too, it's because they were so certain that they had to get rid of him that they wanted that time to interview new managers to come in so they could start right as the new se- as, right as the season ended, essentially. Okay. But then and they didn't work early. But- yeah, but then they didn't, because the they're, e- they're idiots. <sighs> Pochettino officially doesn't start until July 1st. So right now, literally, it's just vibes. But I'm sure he's working it, it behind the scenes. No, he, I think he was there already, you know, trying to formulate. He already said he didn't want Joao Felix there. and That might change, It sounds by the like way. he's already making moves of who he doesn't want. He's trying to trim down his squad, which I think is the first thing Chelsea has to do. Yes, we have to sell a lot. And we have to sell a lot of players before July 1st because our financial fair play kicking in. Um, By June 30th. We we got two players coming in still, and we got to get rid of players still. No, 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 no. We we have a couple players going. I know Loftus Cheek is leaving for a certainty. Polisic is gone. Um, Havertz is gone. Milan changed. Ever since Maldini left, there's like uncertainty. Inter, Inter. Cheek, right? And Inter wants Koulibaly. So we'll get a, we'll get yeah. a few. And I think Kai Havertz is definitely going to Arsenal. Um, because right, it, good it, luck with be- that, guys. Because, <laughs> because they met the close to the valuation. Chelsea wanted 70. Arsenal offered 60. Chelsea are yeah, flexible. They're flexibly known. 60? Yeah. They're flexibly known. give you 40. No, no, no. You already said 60. We already got no, 60. 60 is fine. Yeah, y'all going to put 60 with 10 in bonuses. He's, wrong. He's worth 40 million max. No one's arguing with you, but we need the money, so go away. <laughs> <laughs> you need what money? You have enough money. We do have enough money, but we'll take the sixty million. We, we spent close to a bill. We need money. <laughs> How do you guys see yourself with Poch? You guys are confident with him. I'm. I am no. confident. I am confident. We don't need need money. We just need money to balance needs, the books. We need a blood transfusion for Pochettino before he begins, because he's because still has spurs in his blood. We already had it. He went. He went to PSG. He went to PSG. He did. He did win trophies at PSG. It was a did win the Champions League. That was the cleanse. He did win the Champions League, but no one's ever gonna win the Champions League as a coach at PSG. So we got our blood transfusion. So he's gonna be good. I'm positive. You know, Pochettino wants Lukaku back. There's that room. No, 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 no. Inter no, wants Lukaku. Lukaku doesn't want to be here. Oh, that's okay. not gonna happen. Don't put game. these bad negative. Don't stop putting these bad things in the ear. What's wrong with you? Oh, be I positive. Was, I was about to break the news to uh, Fabrizio here. Romano. You know. No, 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 no. All right, guys. We're just about to wrap up here. Um, we're gonna deep dive into some other things, um, such as the 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 Bundesliga, La Liga, on our next episode coming out next week. Thank you for joining us on the final So My name is Javon. I'm Ryan. Javier. Andrew. Catch you guys on the flip. Oh, remember to follow us on Instagram at the final Um, Thank you. Catch you guys on the flip.